When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. Uh, it is Harrison Star, HD underscore Star, with two R's, Ben Ross, Renboss23, the man, the myth, the legend, Minnesota's favorite son. How are you doing, my friend? Stepson. Uh, I'm good. If you th- if I had two R's my name so if it was r-r-o-s-s would it be pronounced ross or would it be like having six, having two g's at the end of greg where you only just pronounce the one no i think you have to tell me the the tiger that shit ross <laughs> ross maybe hmm. not too late to change my name so be on the lookout for that it is coming to a it isn't if you Coming to a byline near you. And then rust. It's so dumb. It makes me laugh, though. Uh, uh, it reminds me, back in college, we had... I mean, still friends now. Like, lifelong friends. But he got very into Talk Like a Pirate Day and would dress up like a pirate. He's going to be at the Purdue game. I, I wonder if it, it aligns with uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Let me check that out. Was he inspired by Steve the Pirate, or did he just have an aneurysm, and this is what happened? No, he's he's uh, big into LARPing, you know, stuff like okay. that, where, yeah. I was about to say, so is there like a word, what would the word be, like if you're a Francophile or an Anglophile, pi- Buccaneer-phile, Swashophile? I mean, it would LARPer, be, LARPer's yeah. probably the best for it because, in a way, it's just very pejorative. Francophile yeah. is a nice way to say you have a strange obsession with unshaved armpits. I guess. I guess. Uh, I don't know how to move on from that, Ben. You, you've put me in, in a sticky wicket. Uh, the, oh, he, here's how, how I'll move on. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping stuff. Let's mm-hmm. let's hit this at the top. So the got a couple responses about people who would want to do a running? running mileage. No, we thing. didn't. Yeah. So someone in the BHGP Slack said that they would do it. So does that yeah. count? Sure. Heavy yeah. metal lawyer. Sh- shout out. He, he's also game. So what I went ahead and did, I pinned. The okay. tweet at the top. So I think ten's a fair number. Like that, if, that's if a number I gave, 10, right? Yeah. That's the number you gave. Uh, to me, that's the one where it's like, hey, let's just figure this out. Uh, it's worth figuring out for ten people. Um, and yeah, so HD underscore star. It is uh, the top tweet pinned to my profile. Let me know if you're in. Uh, I did some a very small amount of research, but there are some ways that we can make this work. If if we get, <clears> am to I included time. in the ten? You said you would do it, right? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I immediately regret it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're in the you're, yeah you're okay. you're you're in there too. Um, Great. So yeah. We'll see, Ben. Um, okay, we we'll sure see. will. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we kind of get into the... Is it a... It's not really creative, but going through the schedule, it was kind of the a thing I wanted to, to knock off the preview list, um, was the sellouts that have uh, happened for every single home game. And there seems to be, like, a ton of excitement around selling out these games. And why would there not be 
but I I just feel disconnected. I always feel disconnected being, you know, eight hours away from Iowa City. But I feel especially disconnected because for lack of a better frame of reference, I don't necessarily see something worth being excited about. And maybe that is just, am I too online? That's why I think that, oh, I had this online take of not being excited for Iowa football. Um, but when you see the numbers, people are excited for Iowa football. So that's, that's I think, how I was trying to, to frame this up, Ben. It was just like, am I just that online now? I think I am, and we'll probably probably get to that in a little bit, but um, do, do you have anything for that? Well, you know why they're, why they're making such a big deal out of all these sellouts now, right? What is the deal? Because Nebraska fans, they can't have balloons at their games anymore. So now Iowa <laughs> is taking up, is pouncing <laughs> on the <laughs> fake sellout uh Popping that balloon, so to speak, uh, while the iron's hot, I commend the athletic department for, uh, you know, really f- finding this hole and hitting it, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, on a, se- on a serious note, this is, uh, they, they will always, sell, like, I've been getting press releases for over 10 years from Iowa football now, and they'll always send you something when there is a sellout or if, like, there's tickets remaining for Penn State at Iowa at night. You'll get those press releases. This is the first time I've gotten like they would say. I, I think one day I, I think I sold out two two of the early games twice in one day, and I got back to back emails within a couple of hours of each other. I mean, <laughs> it's just whatever, honestly. Like we we know the we know there's going to be the corners are going to be empty for South Dakota State and Nevada probably and uh, Illinois too. Um, so uh, it's just sellouts are kind of meaningless to me because okay. it fills up when it more than anything because it fill it fills up when it matters i guess so i'd love to see it fall for a fourth quarter blowout to to rutgers but i don't want to be there so how can i expect other people to be there yeah no i think that that's a good point is the the way this all happened was really before all of the uh it made it to the general public, right? Like it was all iClub donors and whatnot and people who previously had um, uh, season tickets. And I talked to my dad a little bit about it. And like the, as we kind of discussed last, last week, the defense is just so good that like, I think that that is genuinely exciting to watch live. And the more overarching point that, I kind of gathered from him was just like, Iowa football hasn't done anything as a renewing season ticket holder to dissuade him from re-upping. Already in the budget, already know what to do, more or less know what you're going to get. So the fact that he got him last year, it's not like it's all going to be that different this year, right? What was what's um, been? Do you know off the top of your head what the cost increase has been over the past few years? I don't. I can't speak to it. Um, I don't. That information's available somewhere, but I'm just curious. I, I think it's it certainly happened, um, but I don't think it. It's not like they're they tried to gouge. Um, on on the back of uh, that was the thing that always stuck out to me it was always really affordable to go to a football game or secure season tickets um if you spent some time and rather than just go straight to stump up or Ticketmaster. yeah yeah i mean i remember when when we were talking last year um buying tickets and being like thrilled with the ones that I was able to get for Illinois in the the South End Zone, the the new the new stands, and it was it was great. It, it was you know the game was the game, right? But like it was a totally fantastic experience. I think having beer there does help. Like uh, was I, that I a sellout that, crowd? 
It wasn't a sellout crowd, but it, it kind of felt okay. like one. Like, I mean, you, you know. I like, mean, there were huge moments that, in that game where, yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to be a part of um, that crowd. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, there was, there was, it was a lot of fun. And, like, I, as I recall, you know, it happened right in front of us. Charlie Jones scored. So, like, it, it yeah, yeah. So, it, it's, uh, see you later, Charlie Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. Holy shit. M- yeah. Mark your calendars. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there will be empty seats because there are always empty seats, to your point. But it is kind of neat to have the sellouts. So, I just didn't know how online I was. I think I'm I'm fairly online, I guess. A not spoken, <clears throat> not very spoken part of this is Kinnick is like sneaky small, right? By obviously it's big, but didn't, didn't the the south end zone expansion that you just touted reduce the overall uh, capacity by like even like by like five hundred, which isn't a ton for a seventy thousand. Seat stadium, but didn't that didn't that uh, renovation knock it below seventy thousand the total capacity, <laughs> which I think is just kind of yeah. funny uh, to have that arbitrary measuring stick of stadium size, but to be below seventy for a program as big and as popular as Iowa just seems kind of funny to me. But again, I mean, look at the step population of the state and the surrounding area. I suppose it's not uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I actually think all of it over the last maybe 10 years knocked it down from like 75.95 to, I was looking at it earlier today, like 69.250. So a thousand even more than than you had thought. Um, and I agree. Camp, like I, Camp Randall holds 80. And, yeah. that, and that's not that much bigger. And Madison has a population that's off the top of my head, six times that of Iowa City's. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. and it's and Iowa's like the the lowest enrollment of the public schools in the conference, I, I believe too. So, like, it's not <laughs> like you know you can rely on ten thousand students to come. Um, you just can't because that would be getting fifty percent of your student population in there, and that's exaggeration but uh point remains so okay uh on to 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 the main event ben um what i had wanted to talk to you about just what is a way we can spin the schedule and i saw just before we recorded uh or started recording uh the hawk central guys were like what's the most difficult one and i'm glad i thought about this two or three days ago What's the most interesting, right? Or important? I said important, and I believe mm-hmm. that's what you made the list too. Um, and I was going through it earlier tonight. Do you want to start at? Let's start at the bottom, number twelve, uh, and move up. Or do you want to go through the schedule chronologically oh. and where you uh, have it ranked? Uh, we could do either one. Dealer's choice. I'll let you pick. You're producing. Um, prepared for either way. Let me get uh, a sheet up so that I can go ahead and let's do it the second way. I think the second way has a little more drama oh, to yeah. it and a little more structure. Um, <clears throat> so we start me, with South Dakota State and say where we put them. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Were these Hawk Central guys... So they the the question they posed was most difficult game. I mean, who, they did. It's either Ohio State or Michigan. I don't any who anybody who says otherwise is an unserious individual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think most difficult is one hundred percent at Ohio State. Like, I, yeah. I, I I don't see that State, being yes. Uh, uh, conversation, but I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I just saw that oh, they were they're promoting it. So I was about to slander um, them by name, and we don't want that. No, 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 no. I could, I could never uh, for. Oh, I could. Ah, uh, all right. Sorry, we're just getting through this as I tr- go through the schedule. Uh, I'm halfway there. 
Oh my god. Uh, Northwestern Purdue. I don't have any more questions to ask you while we riff. Uh, all right. So, Ben, South Dakota State. Where mm-hmm. did you have it ranked in the most important games? Um it's I have them as number 2 by virtue of the fact it's the first game of the year and I think 30% of the crowd will think we're playing NDSU up until midway through the second quarter so the game's going to feel a little bit more important but it's not like it's they're not NDSU but they're no slouch either they're still an FCS team I understand but it's not like they're playing I don't know Tahiti Tech or one of the Ohio, or like, I don't know, one of the Ohio FCS schools. Wait, so when you say two, do you mean the second most important? I do. Or the I do. S- okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have them 10. Nice. And and I, I love that we're off on this <laughs> this start. The Delta is I'm startling. curious why, why you ha- have them so, so different. Like, I, I think I get it, but like... Um, what what's what is kind of the main driver for? Because we're gonna know exactly what this team is uh, based off of this game. I think what who okay. was who was the first game of the season last year? Was it Colorado State? Was it Kent State? Indiana. I, oh shit! Okay, honestly, a little bit different. Iowa played way better against Indiana than they did against Colorado State or Kent State, right? Like yeah. We clobbered yeah. Indiana, and Colorado State was a nail-biting affair. A little and, bit, yeah. And which which game was more indicative of the way Iowa seasons went? Kent St- or Colorado State or Indiana? Here, here's where I think actually, because okay. I, I was thinking like if 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 I were going to do last year before the season versus last year after the season, there's no bigger gap than where I would have had Indiana. I would have Indiana as the first most important game. I agree. Because we're seeing a, a, a real team right away. And then after seeing, you know, ha- having the luxury of hindsight, I would have put them in the 10, 11, 12 range because they turned out to be who Indiana is the whole time. So I think your point is great in that South Dakota State is the type of team that if Iowa is going to do stuff differently offensively they should be able to and if they don't then it's very important because it could be to your point a nail biter a la colorado state the beauty of this game is we're gonna know we're all gonna be saying to ourselves i think it'll be a win i'm not ready to declare it yep but we're gonna know at the end by the end of that game, if not much earlier, that here we go again with this offense and this quarterback and this gnarly defense. Here we go again. Get ready for eleven more games of this squeaking by SDSU um, with a team this talented. Just uh, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, you can you know predict it and so that's why i've got them at number two okay okay and and i have them 10 because my logic was if if it is a harbinger of things to come then that is more a bad sign than if iowa does what they should even if it's like the the indiana game say and like they get one defensive score one big play, and then they kind of just do what they do. Um, so I, I don't know that we'll... I think we only gather something if it's bad, and, and I think we just went different ways with how important that is in in how we think about it. So, love it, Ben. Absolutely love it. Uh, the next game is Iowa State. Where do you have that one? I have Iowa State at uh, well, I can't read my handwriting. This is so bad. Oh no! I, I have them at one, two, three, <laughs> four. I might have stopped them. Um, 
Oh, yeah. I have them at number six. And okay. it's because, I mean, technically they're less important than even Rutgers uh, on yeah. this list, uh, which is the only school I think about less than Iowa State. So I <laughs> I just have to put them at six because it's, if nothing else, it's the they'll be better than half of the Big Ten West teams we play and all of the Big Ten and one of the Big Ten East teams we play. So they're not going to be the worst team on the schedule. It'll be exciting. It'll be different. It'll be at home. Uh, and might be Matt Campbell's last shot at Kirk Ferentz if he goes on to do well uh, in the remainder of a schedule. Ah, interesting. Sco- Scoops McGee over here. I had it ninth. Um, oh, my God. How? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think in my mind, I've chalked this one up to a loss. So, like, mm. the the logic of, oh, this one doesn't matter has just seeped into everything I think about this game. Even though, like, I was going to go in as a touchdown favorite, um, it has import, right? But I just don't... I, I think that there are more important games for kind of the the frame of reference I'm going through with this season is how important is it for, like, the the stature of Iowa going into the next iteration of the Big Ten, the next iteration of Kirk Ferentz. I just don't know if we'll necessarily gather that much from this Iowa State game, but maybe we will. Like, I mean, if if he comes out guns a-blazing and he's like, no, th- this is still my state, yeah, young whippersnapper. So, uh, a little different there, uh, but... Uh, moving on to Nevada, Ben. Where, where do you have this one? I've got Nevada at number 10 uh, okay. because I'm interested to sort of settle. I just still don't know if it's Nevada or Nevada, so I'm just excited to get that debate settled <laughs> once and for all on the broadcast, clear some things up for me. So for in like the realm of Ben, this might be kind of one of the more important games, but from an Iowa-centric standpoint, which I understand is what we're going for. It's 10 because for, I don't know, Nevada has obviously uh, been, you like their old coach. What's his name? You always talk about him. Yeah, Norvell. Yeah, uh, he, was, Norvell he was a guy. former Iowa receiver, yeah. And obviously um, they've done all right out there, but again, this shouldn't really be, this is what, the third game of the year? And that so with yeah. South Dakota State and Iowa State already under Iowa's belts, I just don't think Iowa uh, Iowa's third opponent has really any sort of shot after that. Yeah, I mean, I have it twelfth. The only juice for this one existed when Jay Norvell was the head coach. He is no longer. Um, I think it's fun to have a did Norvell go to Colorado State already. then? He did. That's yeah. right. Um, so moving on, I, I think we, no sense. What did you think of that as a better job? That. Uh, I actually, like Colorado state, I think has just a really, when you look at them relative to the other mountain West schools, their athletic department is, I think a pretty big budget. Um, I also think that it's, you know. What what part of is it Golden? They're not in Golden, are they? Um, Colorado, it's Colorado versus in, Reno. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Reno. I don't want to be in Reno. Um, <laughs> you know they've so they've, that they've that. had Power Five. Say less. Power five I get it. Rivalry with Colorado. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I it it it. It was pretty clearly like a step up, which was surprising. To your point, I thought it would be maybe more of a lateral move, but it's a decided step up from. I will take a step down to get out of Reno, so it's totally. Yeah. Fort Collins is where it is. Mm. So uh, there we go. Um, Next up is Rutgers. This one is the first road game of the season. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Well, I've got them 12th because. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why we even discuss. I mean, the... the yeah, I have him 11th. Um, kind of like my South Dakota take. If it ends up being important, that's a bad sign. Right? Like, I think Iowa should go in as the far more disciplined team. Um, and... I think if Iowa, the way I see it is, if I, I think this, if Iowa were to lose any of these games, this, this loss would be of the least consequence of any of the yeah. other losses. So that's the way I sort of approach this. Okay. Okay. I think if we saw a loss in any of these present company included, fans would go wild. It would be fantastic content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The the next game on the list is Michigan. I put them three because it's home. It's Iowa's first real test of the year. Say what you will about Iowa State. I don't really yeah. know. And it could also be Kirk's last chance to beat Harbaugh again. Uh, so I think there's some nice, nice, uh, interesting storylines around there. See how Michigan can rebound from a playoff season. A nice rematch of the Big Ten Championship relatively early. Uh, nice early October game. I think October 6th was what I have written down here. And, uh, yeah, that would be a fun one to go to. Yeah, this is uh, fourth for me. Um, I think you hit on the, the main storylines. To me, I think the only reason I don't have it higher is I just think the, the other three that I have higher are that important. Um, but yeah, you you know, I think as it pertains to Michigan, there, it should probably be the most important game on the schedule if you're an Iowa Hawkeye football player, right? Like that's the one that you've got circled more than anything that you want to prove that you are not the team that you showed to be, showed yourself to be in December of 2021. I think there would probably be no better feeling than beating Michigan at home as an, uh, as an Iowa football player. So that would feel, that's pretty cool too. Moving on to the next one is Illinois. Mm. I've got them at so, so nine. Um, okay. I actually, I don't really predict wins or losses, but I did for Illinois. I think it's going to be a loss, and Bieloma and Brom are going to switch roles. Iowa finally figures out <laughs> Brian Brom, and in turn, Bieloma just, oh my god, doggy drags his ass across Kirk Ferentz for the next umpteen years. Kirk and Brian Ferentz. I'm not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe for Brian Ferentz. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be a convert. I got a... So Illinois, I have sixth. Um, so we reversed Iowa State and Illinois. Here's so first the point I was going to make about Illinois. You can go to an Illinois football game, the Wyoming game. You and three of your friends been for sixty bucks all in. Um, I'm going to be honest. I clicked the link that came up on on my banner ad. And I'm like, how far away is Champaign? Is it worth it? Um, for the Wyoming game. No, it's not worth it. I can't believe I entertained that as a question. But um, the reason I think it's six is, to your point, I think the for Illinois to elevate, they've got to regularly compete with Iowa. And for Iowa to maintain their stature, it's important to not let Illinois become Wisconsin light. Um L-I-T-E, a la Miller Lite. Um, the other reason I kind of have this as a little more of an important game is there's been a lot of uh, kind of recruiting undertones, I think. Like, Iowa's referred to Illinois as a second home state. Illinois obviously wants to do a lot better in state recruiting. So, to me, I put it right in the middle, number six. We could go through, I mean, think about it this way. I, I don't have this in front of me, but I'm willing to bet after 
for the past, for the entire time I've paid attention to Iowa, Illinois is the first or second most pop state, or it's the state that is either the first or always top two most populous of uh, Iowa football players, rather. Iowa oh, football, yeah. 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 It's like without, it's always Iowa and Illinois are one and two. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think about a great, great Illinoisans, Illinoisans, Fibs of recent who have played for yep. Iowa, AJ Vanessa, though he was a legacy. The dearly recently departed Charlie Jones uh, was an Illinois guy. Lots of others. I'm not going to be able to – the list is too long at this point. But uh, even more so than like Michigan State and Lansing, I think it's much closer proximity than uh, to Champaign than Iowa City is. It's by virtue of just being in – having the, the West Division on them. Uh, Illinois has to climb Iowa in order to knock on the door of Wisconsin. And I just kind of seen our moat drying up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a, yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is a really important year for this game. Um, and like, like I said, I, with Illinois, to me, they're just more more important games than them. But I think for, among non-rivalry games, it's about as close. Uh, on to Ohio State, my friend. I will be in attendance. Did you know that? Oh yeah, I think we we uh, talked about it whether it was uh, you know while while we we're potting or mm-hmm. after. But yeah, I, I I am aware you will find yourself in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got them at eight, and it's they're only that low because they beat everybody. Uh, yeah. If I think after maybe losing to Ohio State would have the least consequence. Actually, saying Rutgers would have would be the least consequential loss if it was wrong. I think it's Ohio State. Yeah, I have it exactly eight. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the point you raised about it being a inconsequential loss. Tough, tough wording there. Um, but if yeah, Iowa wins this game, it immediately becomes the most important game that they played. Yeah, because you, how fucking profound would it be if Iowa is Ohio State's only loss in the year, whereas they're one of Iowa's eight wins on that season? You know, just like last time we beat <sighs> just a, a fucking meaningless another victory for these Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't want to entertain that possibility, but like when when I think of like oh if Iowa beats Ohio State, the reason that game becomes so important is that can prohibit a, a rematch because presumably to your point, like you're not assuming Iowa's gonna beat Ohio State and then win only seven more games. They beat Ohio State, you're thinking shoe wins for the conference championship mm-hmm. game, and they've you know. Delta uh, a blow to uh, the best team in the conference um, that they wouldn't have to face again. So I have it eight because, to your point, I don't think it really matters if they lose, but it's also um, not Rutgers and not a non-conference game. Um, so the the next one is Northwestern. Eleven. Like, eh. mm. whatever, who cares? I don't know. If, if Pat Fitzgerald couldn't beat Iowa last year, then I don't really see him beating Iowa anytime soon. Didn't they, they've had crazy roster turnover this year, right? And they also have similar quarterback problems, so I'm just not feeling super high. And I think having a couple of their coaches who have been there forever also left the season too. I just think. Uh, Fitzgerald kind of might be he got his big extension what last year two years ago might have been a little premature yeah so what happened with them was their defensive coordinator left after 2020 um, and I'm wondering if that was a little 2021 was a little like what we would see with and had Iowa he, hadn't he been there in a for Phil all Parker Fitzgerald's Hadn't he been in there for all of his tenure? He was says Phil Parker. Where did he go? Wasn't it like somewhere not great too, like Virginia? Oh no, I think he just flat out retired. Retired because he was old as shit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, I have the game as seventh. Um. 
and and the way I look at it now is somehow all of the the West games were just in the top half. But I I think this is kind of the flip side. Like Northwestern, this is probably a really important game for them in the same way that it is for Illinois um, to to get back on it. Are are they an even year Wildcat team? Like uh, you know, we'll we'll know. Uh, whatever date this is. Um, I think it's the last weekend in October, and I have already scheduled plans, so I don't have to watch this game. So um. That's hilarious. Let me mark my calendar now. I don't even think what you said is true. I think Northwestern has to get over Illinois and then get to then play Iowa in order to get to Wisconsin. But they've been there before. 20, 2018, 2020. Yeah, I guess well, that's my point. Like they, they've, they just have to, they, they need to do their roller coasters. Oh, so um, wait, this is another Halloween game. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe, I maybe it should be number one. Ben. If I would have paid attention to that, I would have had this higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. What a disaster. Right, to, uh, I'm writing a jack o' lantern next to this. Description. <laughs> uh, on to Purdue. Uh, I have this game fifth. <laughs> uh, Purdue. Oh, <clears throat> okay. You can go first now. Uh, no, I've got Purdue at number four, and they should be uh, okay. number. They should be number two. <clears throat> if we don't beat the Boilermakers this year, we should just give Jeff Brom a, a blank check and bury the ferrets is in a cornfield. And like, seriously, what are we even doing here? If we can't beat Purdue for the second time in five, five chances. It's nuts. Um, I've referenced this before. Uh, I think in my, my preview on Purdue, but the most illuminating thing that uh, Peyton Manning said during the Manning cast that I, like, I don't know how I still remember it, but he was adamant that he would much rather face a defense that does the exact same thing every single play and does it great than a defense that plays junk ball defense, you know, changing things up, changing coverages, etc. And his point was, I always know where the defenders are going to be in that first defense, and I know where I need to throw it. And that's just basically what Jeff Brom does. Like, he knows exactly what it is. Iowa doesn't zag. Um, this Aiden O'Connell, like, I need to look at Heisman Trophy odds because if if they're a West, if they come out of the West, it's probably because he's got, like, 35 touchdowns, um, insane touchdown-to-interception ratio, probably above 70% as a passer. Um, getting a little stealth uh, kind of credit as, oh, is he is he actually the best quarterback in the Big Ten Conference and not C.J. Stroud? Because um, I think he's, he's just great, but will he be around? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I have it fifth just because, as I've said, I had, I think, the, the, the next three games are... Absolute barn burners. Harrison. Yeah. If it's mid-November and I'm watching college game day and being fed commercials that are highlight packages of Aiden O'Connell throwing to Charlie Jones and Tyrone Tracy on route to his Heisman campaign. Yeah. I am going to blow a fucking gasket. That just can't happen. Yeah, I mean, that's... That can't happen. <laughs> that simply cannot and will not happen. That is just so absurd. And so likely, now that you've willed it in to the universe. Yeah, manifesting it. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Um, I think it was that who said... Who's like, I actually think Charlie Jones is the best receiver on Purdue's team. And how yeah, going to be their number two. Jarring is that? Yeah, like <laughs> he, uh, he's going to be their number I, two. I don't want to talk about this game. 
He's going to be Purdue's number two. And he would have been Iowa's number three or number four. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) And he's going to be a key cog of their offense. Whereas, let's put your most explosive player at punt return and hide him there for 60 minutes. Just unbelievable. Asinine. Only time I've ever heard malpractice referred in football coaching has been in regards to Kirk Ferentz. Unbelievable. I know. All righty, Ben. Uh, Now to uh, the three Big Ten rivalry trophy games. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's number one. What do you have them? Whoever doesn't have Wisconsin number one is an ignorant and wholly unserious person. As you say many times, Wisconsin is a hill Iowa has to climb in order to have a bite at the playoff apple. And they're the only team on this list you can say that about. So, Yeah, I too had them number one. Um, and I think when I – I referenced the, the, the previews that I've gone through. Like, I was just thinking about the Wisconsin game and just how important it is, right? Because it's coming off just the exact same thing as last year, right? Purdue, Wisconsin, back-to-back. And the way I look at it is Iowa will be either in one of two situations, and whether they're going for the West title again, or looking to carve out goodness from a, a season that has not met expectations, and beating Wisconsin is imperative to both of those um, from both a rest of the season standpoint and, as I've alluded to, rest of Kirk Ferentz's career standpoint. Like, I... I don't think there's been a more important Wisconsin-Iowa game, save for maybe the 2010 game. And that game was uh, probably Brett Bielema's magnum opus. Um, But it would be nice for it to be Kirk Ferentz's magnum opus this year. I'm not optimistic. I mean, they've they've won, as we've kind of said, 2020 doesn't count. They've won once since... Since uh, once 2010, once it's twice, but once. Like I mean, yeah, it's once. And again, I don't. I'm not saying this, but some people say I will only won in 2015 because who was it? Stave, his center stepped on his foot um, on yeah. that fourth down play. They fumbled at their own goal at the goal line. Yeah, <laughs> just the dumbest. I mean, they lost in the dumbest way possible. Like. Um. All right, Minnesota, my friend. Uh, they are number one. Didn't I number this one? They're number five. You know. Okay. Whatever. Beat PJ. Who? It kind of seems like. Seems like he was going through a lot of the things Kirk Ferentz went through. Maybe like when I first started covering the team with just all of these. What are they called? Deflections, not deflections, defections, defections, a bunch of uh, attrition, attrition, that's the word. Lots of players leaving and sending screenshots of notes app um, about why Kirk Florence is a bad man. I I remember there are a pair of cornerbacks that happened to, it happens every year. Look, there's a goddamn lawsuit in Kirk's name about this kind of, kind of shit. And it's just, really, I couldn't stop thinking about the parallels. Um, so once again, P.J. Fleck has proven to be five to ten years behind that of Kirk Ferentz, which is just not where you want to be <laughs> as a head coach. So I'm just not feeling great uh, about Minnesota. So I, uh, I I don't think this is a game of huge consequence. I have this one uh, third. Um, simply because, like, that came last year, Ben. I don't understand – we shouldn't have won. I won it. The most stolen win I've ever seen in sports, truly. Other like than they had the long, the, 
but yeah. Charlie Jones touchdown, and they had the rabbit out of the hat from Keegan Johnson, and and, the, and the worst set of play calling in the history of the sport, and with an opportunity to ice the yeah, game. yeah, and I mean maybe I think it's important just because like these rivalry games are always important, but I think. Like, if you're P.J. Fleck, <laughs> Iowa just matches him in a way that just is perplexing. So, like, I I, I think it's going to be, you know, one of the most important games for Minnesota. I think Iowa will follow suit there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's much to add. Uh, but to me, it's just it's a super important game. A um, lot riding on it could have divisional implications and if not you know Kirk's gotta you know get those participation trophies to to make everyone feel good so um final game Nebraska if anyone's keeping track at home uh they know where you sit with our Cornhuskers as do uh as I do but uh do you want to reveal I think I have this game number seven is that right yeah yeah It's our math check off. I mean, truly, when you think about it, it was maybe I was second most important win last year. Uh, yeah, the Nebraska game. Um, but this is this is important simply because it's. I think for Scott Frost, it's last call. Last call, lights on for Nebraska, and that's usually when the Huskers have their best chance of scoring. And so I'm a little bit scared that Iowa can't beat Frost, what, six years in a row now? Because that's just tough to do. But what tells – what makes you think that this Nebraska team is going to be anything great, really? Chubba. Chubba Purdy. Okay. No, uh, I have it as the second most important game. Um, it ends – I think you kind of allude to it with Scott Frost. If Scott Frost isn't there, I, I think it goes way down as an important game or not. But to me, I think when Brian started doing like kind of his media tours, Brain started doing his media tours at uh, um, as offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, um, Nebraska was always kind of, kind of in his targets Nebraska Iowa State Minnesota to me that those are the three call them peer rivals Iowa views where there's not as much respect as like with the Wisconsin or even a Michigan like I think Iowa generally does not like Nebraska and ending the season on a high note um, to me it's just really important for how, as I've said, the rest of Kirk's career goes. Like, to me, these three games are probably the collective most important three-game stretch of his career, except for maybe if you go back to, like, the 2001 team, where, oh, is it, are they putting it together? I was sucked the last two years. Oh, Okay. This, this is a team that can do some stuff. Um, so, to me, this game's number two in, in terms of importance. That's crazy to me, I think. It's unbelievable to weight them that high. But, you know, I'll never yuck your yum, even if... No, no. So this is exactly where we landed in terms of a text that I sent you. And maybe just spend a couple minutes here because we were talking about... Don't read that on the... Uh, no, no, no. Big Ten, Big Ten scheduling. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Big Ten scheduling, it looks like Iowa's probably going to lose one of the three between Minnesota, oh, yeah. Wisconsin, and Nebraska. And I said I would be over the moon if Iowa lost Wisconsin, and you said I was batshit insane. So, oh yeah, okay. um, coming back to me now. 
that that's that's part of it. Like I, I think to me it's fun having the the Black Friday Nebraska game. It is fun. And I don't want that to go away, that, and it will. Yeah. So I don't know if we need to have that discussion now, but I, that was just mm-hmm. kind of how I wanted to kind of cap it because I thought it was hilarious that here here I'm saying, oh, I'm fine getting rid of Wisconsin, but I have it as far and away the most important game of the 2022 Iowa football season. In the year of our the, – does Iowa lose the Black Friday time slot to a more <clears throat> lucrative matchup between two – better teams simply because Nebraska can't up, hold up its end of the bargain and just makes it the whole is so non-competitive in the series. Um, I was actually thinking about this because I've had a lot of like, okay, I've had a lot of big 10 scheduling thoughts and like, I think what the big 10 will try and do on Thanksgiving weekend is have as many games by themselves as possible. So, like, I think, like, what you will what you would see on um, a hypothetical eight-game extravaganza is, like, maybe you have Michigan State, Penn State, Thanksgiving night. Then you have Iowa, Nebraska early, Black Friday. Um, I don't know, you'd put IU, Purdue... The second game on Friday. I don't know if they'd want to do that, but just shits and giggles. Um, UCLA, USC, nightcap, Black Friday. So we're at seven. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, 11 o'clock Saturday. Minnesota, Wisconsin, game after that Saturday and then I guess what would be the game you close with for a night game we're missing Rutgers uh, Maryland somewhere and Illinois Northwestern somewhere so like I, I think what they would try and do is put as many more key games single slotted as possible um, maybe you just put those two games opposite 11 o'clock and, and 3.30 but to, on Saturday and boom th- that's it that's that's Big Ten football Thanksgiving weekend and I'm here for it I mean yeah I guess we'll be here no matter what we will Ben yeah. we will that's a, a great way to close it mm-hmm. um, so a- any anything else you had on, on on your minds other than that you I'm the last person you want to talk to at uh, 9.30 on a, a Wednesday night Oh, I didn't say that. What? It's nine twenty-six, <laughs> and it's still the first inning of the Twins game. So there's no place I'd rather be. Fantastic, my friend. Well, uh, for Ben Ross, uh, that's Ren Boss twenty-three on uh, the Bird app. I'm Harrison Star, HD underscore Star. Go Hawks and fuck Nebraska, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs>